Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge Jesus, our Lord, His divine power has given us for life through the knowledge of Him. I want to look at the, um, the life of Abraham many years ago, actually when I was traveling, uh, going through the Caribbean islands with um, my pastor and I. We kind of spent some moving from island to island uh, for several weeks and just teaching the people about God, and it's really fascinating to see how hungry they were for uh, the Word of God versus, you know, what we do in America. Uh, we have a church in every corner, and they are all preaching all kinds of erroneous stuff. But I want to take you guys to uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse. We're going to take our text out of there, and then we are going to uh, go through the Word and follow the theme of this particular text. And I entitled this uh, teaching, Are We Truly Abraham's Children? And that's a question that we need to understand first, who's Abraham, as far as his children, what did Abraham do and you and I? Now, my father, my natural father, I'm sure you're natural parents and so forth, you have a, a resemblance to them. I mean, I've had uh, people say to me that I look like my father. Uh, they tell me that um, I sound like my father. And, um, you know, because why I'm of his seed and because I am a child or a product of my fine natural father here and on this planet. And so I resemble him, uh, whether it's uh, by looks or mannerism. I embody some of his traits, if you will, and uh, when people see me and see him, they recognize that we are kin, as the people would say. So let's take a look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and see what it says um, about us. In uh, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, according to the promise. And so we see that um, there's a couple of correlations with you and I. We are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And uh, so we know that uh, from this particular scripture that we are of Abraham's seed. And so we need to then start to um, look and find out and see what did he do? How did this man live his life? What were some of those traits that he, um, except we, in other words, can, uh, people can look at us and see those same traits, if you will, in our life so that we can be considered, um, or recognized as the children of Abraham. 
And so we want to take some time and look into that because I think there's a lot of good things about it that we can find about who we are. Um, now, it tells us in um, Colossians chapter, I think not Colossians, actually 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 11 tells us about the Bible, um, the Old Testament was written as an example. Let me find that. It tells us, now all these things happen unto them for an example, and they are admonition upon whom the ends of the world are to come. So we know that this was uh, put, in, uh, put in place. These uh, scriptures, these incidents were written down so that you and I can extract, if you will, certain principles out of it. And so we see then that this particular man, Abraham, because the Bible does call him a certain name. It tells us that the Bible says that um, uh, he is the father of faith. So then if he is the father of faith, you and I then have to be children of faith because since our father is known by this, by what he, one of his characters that, um, or way of living, if you will, that he did, you and I have to be of or a mirror of what um, our father Abraham looks like as far as how he behaved, how he, um, he, God dealt with him. We know that this guy was barren. We know that, um, he was a businessman. We know that God had called him and told him to leave and follow him and so forth. And the Bible documented that he was obedient to God and he left everything. He took his nephew, um, and he took off. He left his uh, father and everyone else. And he began to pursue um, God and to be obedient to. And so God comes and uh, promised him a couple of things. One of the things that he did not have was a child. And we know this because the Bible tells us this and that uh, we see it in the Word and we've studied it. We know that he and Sarah had to walk a walk of faith in order to get that child. And so you guys have heard me talk about uh, faith and so forth, but I wanted to bring it from a different angle, stating that if we are truly the children of Abraham, we are of Abraham's seed, and if we are seed, we have to then uh, emulate him and what he did. So the Bible promises him a son. Him and Sarah says, "Look, you guys, I'm going to, going to have a son, and, and through your you, you guys will." come through that lineage, if you will. And so they, they are barren, and um, they decided, okay, um, in Genesis 18, that uh, after many years that they didn't see that God was doing what he promised he was going to do, they actually thought, if you do a deep dive into it, they thought it was um, Lot, and then after Lot, turn his back on God and stuff, and God is trying to tell him, no, 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 it's not Lot, it's it's you and Sarah. And when he got that, God begins to do a couple of things in this man's life. His name, he changed his name, he told him, he says, you will know that I'm called um, Abram, which when God came to him, he was Abram. And God said to him, I'm going to change your name from this time forward, now you're going to be called um, Abraham, and your wife will no longer be Sarai, she will be Sarah, meaning a mother of. And so 
God began to switch a few things. His confession, the confession of uh, his and the people around him, and the confession of Sarah, the confession of Abraham. Because when he calls her name, he's pronouncing something on her. When she calls his name, she's pronouncing unto him. So you have this exchange with this husband and wife. Who is the Bible says um, he and she also according to the book of Hebrew walked by faith and she received and gave birth. So now um, just giving you can understand where we're going with this. So we see that Abraham then um, God changed his name began to change a couple of things within the man and he began because why a part of faith is calling those things that are not as though they were. And we see that in the book of Romans chapter 4, and it tells us that God, he calls things that are not as though they were. And we saw an example of that in the book of Genesis, let there be was light, because the Bible says that we ought to decide a thing, and once we decide a thing, declare it, and it shall be established. So God had decided that he wanted to create a space by which he will put his man and then he needed a place to put him. And so he had made that decision. And so he began to earth that was damaged due to the, um, according to the book of Enoch, the war in, in the heavens when uh, Mike, uh, Lucifer was uh, beaten and it was him and a third of the angels were cast out. The planet Earth and destroyed it. And the Bible said, um, if you read the Bible, you'll see that was basically the first ice age. Uh, that uh, um, uh, the angels. Uh, so uh, God is coming now and uh, he is, uh, you know, talking to this man that this lineage that he had promised in Genesis. He says to, to the devil that uh, there is someone coming. He, you're going to bruise his heel and he will. So this lineage, the seed of the woman, um, which is what the promise was. So God is now putting this thing together. He has this man. He promised this man and his woman that he will get them uh, through. He will give them a promise uh, of a son. That is the background, if you will, um, and uh, where God is now taking him. And God tells him in Genesis, Genesis 17, I think, is when he had changed. I think I'm trying to remember if, if that was the one when he had changed Sarah's name. But he came and he spoke to them and he said, hey, guys, um, you are the ones that I want to work with. And he says, God also said to Abram, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai, but her name is Sarah. And I told you why, because that exchange with the words and calling things as though they were is a vital part of walking by faith. So you can't do anything without uh, releasing the words. So. Um, with this name change, as we said, they began their walk of faith. And in their walk of faith, we see that um, as time goes by, they are not getting pregnant, both of them. So they got a little, you know, said, well, you know, let's, let's, let's help God out. And we know that um, they came to, and um, that represents, that whole situation represented the works and uh, they got together and they put uh, and or uh, through works um, of man and god said no the promise is not through works the promise is through faith so that hagar that whole thing in genesis chapter 16 too um is about 
the man and his wife bringing in a third party to facilitate the word of God that God had given to them. So uh, you and I, that's a warning if the Bible tells us that the, uh, it is written as an example. We ought to heed that example and not to be able to do that. But it, in many cases, human nature pulls us to that aspect. And so God is saying to him, no, it's not in that bill. That's not how you're going to get it. It's, um, and we can see that in Romans chapter verses 1 to 5, which talks about um, we can only obtain things by faith. Um, whatever promise God has promised to you and I, there is no way that we can get it other than by faith. If there is another way, um, God would have uh, told us, but it tells us that is by faith we are able to obtain all of these precious promises the Bible tells us. And so um, we see that um, in the book of Romans, let's take a peek at that, in Romans chapter 1 to 5, it says, when what then shall we say that Abraham, our forefathers, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? What did he find out? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had nothing to boast about. But before God, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credit, credited as righteousness. And so we're seeing that it is not by works. Um, David makes a statement as we go on and, and read that in verse 6. It says, David says, speak um, of the blessedness of the one to whom God credited righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. So we know that you and I cannot obtain um, anything out of faith. By works, if, if it was by works, then Jesus died in vain and God would be um, deemed a cruel God um, to have his son come and die for people that could have done it already. I mean, why would he do that? So um, it tells us that it couldn't. And because he couldn't, and he found no one except for Jesus, Jesus said he came on our behalf. And so if uh, we were lacking in something, God all of our needing with a provider, and we were lacking with a redeemer, and God provided Jesus Christ to redeem. So as he is faithful to what he said, my God shall supply all of your needs. So we are ha having discussion, this discussion to find out our relationship as to are we truly Abraham's children? And so we see that Abraham tried by the flesh, and God says it's only through faith that you are going to promise and um, let's take a look at four chapter, Romans chapter 4, verses 16 through 25. Therefore, the promise comes how? How does the promise come? It doesn't come by works. It tells us the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. So we are part of that. Not only to those who are of the those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He in whom he believed, the God who gave life to the dead, 
call into being the things that were not. And that is why I told you God changed his name to call things that are being into life. And so as we are seeing, as we are having this discussion right now, that it is faith by which we have to obtain the promises from God. And Abraham had to do the very same thing. The Bible tells us that he walked by faith and so that we are also required to walk by faith just as our father. We are no different from him. And so it tells us in 14, 416 that the promise, okay, whatever promise that is, God has given to you and I. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. And there's another piece to that. And so that it may be by grace. And so you, you've heard me said many times that the combination by which you and I are delivered from anything is grace and faith. That combination being with the grace is God's part and the faith is our part. And we're seeing it on in Romans chapter 4, verses 16. Then the Bible tells us, if you read the word, you'll see it says, through grace we are saved. And that is through many scriptures. And, um, but the process by which we are saved is for by grace are you saved through faith. That pro- uh, process, the Bible says, is a gift of God that God has given to us. This combination, this working with Him, this partnership, if you will, this union with Him, and He is able to work and give us the grace to go through all of our need to help us. And that grace apply, uh, influence applies to you, your heart, as well as those that are outside and, um, you know, strangers and anyone, because the Bible tells us that every single man's heart is in the hand of our God to move as he will. So I want to, um, guys, uh, because I know uh, the Bible tells us that we ought to walk by faith and religion tells us that we ought to work, uh, uh, obtain things by work. Uh, we ought to earn it, if you will. And the Bible is constantly telling us that you cannot earn it. But religion uh, tells you that you can. And so if you look at every religion out there, you see that works is a great deal of their uh, way by which they're trying to get to God, if you will. And God is saying, no, 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 no. All you need to do is come to me. And so to get to me, you need to come to me. And the coming means that you have to believe that he is God. And once you, the Bible tells us in Romans, if you believe in, in, uh, um, Hebrews, if you believe that he is God and become that process by which we're doing is walking by faith. And so, um, interested in getting you your deliverance. And so we see though that we have to walk by faith as our father Abraham did. And so, um, I want to encourage you guys that this is a walk of faith. That's it. You know, um, it, uh, it is the only way, you know, it is the only way. Uh, so you and I cannot earn it. Um, so you have to believe God, you know, so I need you guys to understand this and, um, uh, make sure that you work, um, on obtaining it. You know, um, and exercising your faith and growing your faith, um, all of these things, you, you know, so that you have to recognize it and move through your situation. So we see, as I mentioned, is by faith. Religion wants you to get it by works. And, um, so the question that you and I have to ask ourselves 
Are we truly children of Abraham or are we children of religion? And so, um, as I mentioned to you, religion is all about earning it. You got to earn it. Every single religion outside of Christianity is about uh, faith. I mean, earning it by works, but uh, Christianity is the only one that it deals and mentions faith. But again, you have to differentiate the type of uh, Christianity born again. I tell people that there's Eastern Christianity and Western Christianity. Western Christianity is a different thing that you know, people call themselves nas- Christian nationalists and all kinds of wonderful things that don't make any sense to me uh, as a Christian. And so, um, uh, uh, we are children of Abraham, and as a product of Abraham, we have to walk by faith. If you're a product of religion, then you have to walk by whatever that product is, and that product is by works. And I'm telling you, you're not going to get to know Adonai, because he says you don't have to. It's not by works. Uh, so I don't care what you do, and that by keeping of the law, we are not going to get a thing. So, um, because then Jesus came and died in vain, so he would want to do that. So, um, but we are told that, um, is the way that guides us. And if the word of God is the place by which you and I are going to look for guidance, then it tells us then that it is not by works. It is by faith. And so the scripture tells us too, as well, that anything outside of faith is actually sin. If you look at the book of Romans chapter 14, verses 23, you'll see uh, it mentions that anything outside of um, faith, God considered sin. And I know a lot of people um, and try to quantify um, sin with, um, you know, the degree, you know, if he murders this and that and whatever, whatever, sin is sin and anything outside of faith is sin. So you and I are if we are not walking by faith, we're sinning in the eyes of God. So um, the just shall live by. And so that's how you and I ought to be living, meaning we are thinking, we are processing our thoughts, we are walking, all of those things, living by faith, it means. And so you uh, to, um, you know, to uh, walk by faith. In fact, the Bible tells preaching uh, the word of faith, and we shouldn't be preaching anything else. The kingdom of God is a, is about faith. Uh, Romans 10, uh, 8 says, but what it says, the word is nigh you in your mouth, in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim or that we preach. So we have to, we are called then by, uh, the, by God to preach faith. And so now we see that, uh, there's faith things in the sense that, um, and different types of faith. Uh, the Bible talks about shipwreck faith. We talk about um, little faith. We talk about great faith. We talk about weak faith. We talk about all of these things and different types of faith, but it is still faith. And that are outside preaching damnation in the sense of judgment and all of those other things, God tells us, he says, that we ought to love our enemies and and uh, uh, preach a different gospel. And I told you guys there's nothing wrong with the prosperity gospel or anything like that, because there's an exchange made according to the word of God for poverty and uh, lack and all of these things for uh, for wealth and so forth. But there's a greater gospel in between that that I think many people fail to talk about, and that that gospel that is that of contentment 
because Paul makes a statement. He says, I was rich and I was poor, but I found a secret within that span, that grace, uh, that um, uh, uh, gulf, if you will. And the secret is Jesus Christ, because I can do all things, whether I'm poor, the contentment, to be content. And I think when one is in contentment and living in that space, we are in a space of worship all the time. It doesn't matter, even though we are still trusting God to take us to the financial breakthrough that we are asking. But once we operate in that space of contentment, we are not burdened, allowing that uh, desire to come in. And it can come in, and the scripture tells us it can corrupt our faith. So um, uh, what we use our faith for, I remember uh, that I wanted to, I was working on this um, topic called the dark side of faith. And that the dark side of faith to me is when um, we read in the book of Hebrews where men and women were being sawed in half and, and uh, uh, stoned and all of these different things, but yet they were walking in faith. And God said the earth did not, um, did not deserve to have these men and women. is not something, man. But uh, again, that is dealing with faith. And so, we're coming back talking about this, uh, uh, that you and I are called to be, um, uh, what you said, the children of Abraham, to resemble him, to look like him, to express ourselves, to walk like him. Abraham believed God, credited to him as righteousness. He became righteous in the eyes of God only when he began to walk in faith. And so you and I have to do as the Bible tells us. If we are children of Abraham or product of Abraham, we have to behave and act like him. Or, as I mentioned to you earlier, if you are a product of religion, then you will act like that. You will behave like that. And so we see that many um, calling themselves Christians, like the Christian nationalists, if you will, those are uh, Christians governed by God tells us not to hate he tells us to love our enemy and that he said if you could love your neighbor and your friends and whatever and you can't love them so everybody loves their family I mean you know that that's not a big deal but when you and I are called to love our enemies that takes some discipline if you will it takes some uh, relationship uh, uh, having a relationship with God a close one because in order for you to love your enemies, you got to have a relationship with God one too, because he is love. So then if he is love, he will teach you and show you how to love your enemy and not be able to, um, because he loved us. It tells us that while we were enemies, God loved us. So um, he will teach us how to do the same uh, to those that are treating us badly. And he tells us that we ought to pray for them and all of these different things, not to be calling them names and threatening them and all of these different things that these people are doing in the name of Jesus Christ. And so um, we know that uh, history destroyed men in the name of Jesus Christ. So um, it, it is what it is. So we know that as the Bible tells us that we ought to be as the, as children of Abraham. And um, uh, if you look, and I've done a study on Abraham, and I walked through his life at this podcast and earlier when I first started, and I, we delve into his life and see, we saw how he got everything. And Book of Romans chapter four lays it out in a book, a book on that, the blueprint of faith that talks about that uh, when mixed together produce faith, and the faith that is able to get all the things that you desired 
from God. And so um, as we are looking through this and coming down to the end, I just wanted to um, make sure that you are aware that the law doesn't give us anything. We can't get anything from it. And I know you have and um, you have failed every time. And because everything is okay. And so uh, that shows you that God knew that, but he, he can help us with that. Uh, Jesus said unto him, if you would be perfect, go sell your possession and give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. So Jesus is trying to say to that individual, whoever they are, and you know who you are, to dispossess yourself from those things that you deem important, more important than Jesus Christ. Dispossess yourself from them. Um, whether it's your wealth, what is it that is keeping you from this walk of faith? Um, dispossess yourself from it, Jesus said, and come and follow me, and you're going to get some treasures. You may dis- dispossess yourself of it here, but there's a record being kept of what you're doing, your heart, and all of these things, and you will be rewarded in due season. So, um, uh, there's a book, I keep telling people, there's a book that, and, um, you and I, uh, think we're getting away with everything, but there's a book being kept. So now let me tell you a story in, in verses, uh, um, 18 to 22. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me God is good, save one that is God? Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth, Lord Jesus, what are you talking about? I'm a good man. And I, Jesus, said to him in 22, Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, shall all that you have and distribute, sell all of it, get rid of it, dispossess yourself from it, give it to the poor, and you shall have treasures in heaven. And come and follow me. And the young man said, ah, I don't think I can do that, man. Uh, I'm good, Lord Jesus. And so many of us are, you know, I'm, I'm, and many of us are those uh, uh, are from different religions are obsessed with trying to get to God through works. And um, the Bible tells them, you can't do it. There's no way you can do it. And I just want you guys to think about it logically. Why in the world, if we could have done it, why would God the Father die? That is a cruel God. And I do not want to serve a God that is that crazy that he would do that to his son unless he saw something um, different. And uh, I want to encourage those that I, that are having, you know, going through difficulty because of low self-esteem. Um, God saw something of value in you, so much so that he um, offered his son uh, uh, to get you back, to redeem, that he redeemed our soul back. And uh, because of his love for, I want to tell you that however you feel about yourself means nothing. I know it's real to you, but I want to encourage you and tell you it's not the truth. You shall know the truth. You may look at that and I will say, okay, it's factual that you're feeling that. But the truth is, you're precious. You're so precious that God saw some value in you that he offered and gave his son for you so that you can be redeemed back to him can have his relationship with his creator, his creation. So I want to encourage you guys, don't 
feel that way. So now let's get back to Abraham as we see that we are called to be the sons of Abraham, the children of Abraham. And um, uh, as I mentioned to you, we are called to walk by faith. And faith is the key. You cannot please God without it. So for whatever you're believing God for, you make sure that you step out in faith and we talk about what it is and how you can you can use it and, uh, uh, you know, get what you're asking for. We see in Romans, in Hebrews 10, it says, But my righteousness, uh, one will live by faith. And you see, and uh, God tells us, uh, let me read that to you anyway. Let me read it so you can get the fullness of it. This is in Hebrews 10, chapter uh, 10, verses 37 through 39. In a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous ones will live, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back from faith. And so um, you can only enter this whole thing, this new kingdom, by faith. Verse 30, 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back from faith and are destroyed because of their shrinking back from faith, but of those who have faith and are saved. And so I want to encourage you to be as our father Abraham is. He walked by faith. Step out by faith. Walk. Trust God to do what he says he will do. And Bible tells us that when we do that, we are seen as children of Abraham. Verses, let me take you to Romans chapter 4, verses 12, and we're going to end with this. And he is then also who not only are circumcised, but who also follow the footsteps of faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. And that whole piece right there showed you before he was circumcised, he walked by faith. So it wasn't by works. The circumcision came as a um, identifier, if you will, of a, co- um, a covenant that he came and made with his God. And so God says, I want to, that will be seen as the covenant that you and I make, that you do this. But before he was circumcised, and uh, and that is a representation of the law by faith, and the faith was when he was uncircumcised. So that's why the scripture says that Abraham are of those who are uh, not circumcised, meaning the Gentiles, and those who are circumcised, the Jewish nation. So I want to encourage you guys that this journey that you're on as Christians and as the body of Christ and of, of the kingdom of God, is by faith. And if we are the father, if we are to emulate our father and we call ourselves the children of Israel, of uh, Abraham, we need to be able to look at him and people ought to recognize our father in us. Uh, thank you. The Bible says the just shall live by faith and we walk by faith, not by sight. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Fate. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them. 
through faith and patience, inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.